You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, final one of this Sabres season, an emotional night. The final call for our beloved, irreplaceable Rick Jenneret, RJ. I was there in attendance. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. Um, nothing more befitting for an absolute Buffalo hockey legend than Rick Jenneret. I'm, I'm joined by intern Vinny. Uh, from the Crossing Swords podcast, Trainwreck Sports, and now with two goalies, one Mike, uh, Vinny. Um, I'm sure you know many fans probably decided to stay home just because they wanted to really hear RJ rather than be at the game. But I thought the Sabers put some nice touches on, like trying to make the fans that were in attendance feel like they were a part of it by playing a lot of his calls throughout the game and during the intermissions. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I think a lot of fans are sort of put in a tough spot because. You want to be there and sort of be there for the last. It was obviously fan appreciation night, which is a whole uh, sort of another thing in and of itself. And then wanting to be there and be in the arena for RJ's last game or wanting to watch sort of his last broadcast is a a win-win situation. You can't really go wrong either way, but it definitely put a lot of people in a bit of a pickle trying to pick which one to do. I was one of the folks who stayed home and uh, watched the broadcast. And as a matter of fact, I was – sort of at something else and got a chance to just like old times sort of listen to it on the radio before I even got to turn it on on TV, which was really neat to sort of hear the, the way AM radio sounds is different than the way sort of streaming sounds and how the broadcast sounds nowadays. So that was really cool to sort of do that one more time with RJ's voice behind it as well. Yeah. I, uh, I always, I always like, you know, obviously, you know, when you're not in front of the TV, you're in the car, you're listening to the game. But I remember when I, I I've, I've told the story a couple of times, my most favorite memory from one of my favorite memories uh, from listening to a game was during the October storm where we were pent up in the house, you know, with no electricity and we had a little AM FM radio on batteries and the Sabres were playing. I believe it was the Red Wings in Detroit and the Sabres won in a shootout. Miller played an outstanding game. I was sitting there at my dad's kitchen table 
just listening to it by candlelight just mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat through the entire game because it was all I really had. I mean, like the TV wasn't working, you know, couldn't really go outside. There was eight feet of snow out there and like a thousand branch down branches all over the yard. So, yeah. you know, Rick and the Sabres were able to kind of get me through that for, uh, you know, a short period of time, uh, you know, you know, even as short as like two weeks, honestly, but yeah, you know, it was nice to have that. And then Rick really bringing that game to life and making you see it through his words on the radio. One of the best things about RJ and obviously everybody appreciates him because he is the Sabres announcer and he announces Sabres games. He's not just like a guy that's on, you know, formerly NBC sports or was you know, wasn't mm-hmm. on ESPN or wasn't on ABC or he was, he was the Sabres guy, and that's what he was, and that's why a lot of people loved him. And he was a good announcer in that he brought a lot of energy to the game. He was good at one of his best traits was his anticipation of plays as they developed. I mean, yep. that's one of the best things about some of his calls is hearing his voice sort of tense up as he you know sort of anticipates things developing. But he was really good at adding a lot of detail, so you could picture the game in your mind as he was calling it. You didn't really need to watch it on TV to understand the flow of the game. A lot of announcers now sort of, I don't know if I really want to leap to make this criticism of a lot of modern announcers, but I think they sort of take for granted how much you actually see on TV. And don't get me wrong, these technological advancements nowadays are so cool, being able to see so much in the game and see so much on these broadcasts. Yeah, absolutely. So with that said, Sometimes if you don't get it, if you're not watching the game and you're just listening to it, you don't really have the opportunity to actually picture what's happening because you're missing some of the little details about the game that when RJ's calling the game, you, you usually don't miss those, especially, you know, back when he was in his prime, he he said everything that was going on and you knew everything Mm -hmm. that was going on, which was one of the best things about the way he called it, which reminds me of another story, sort of similar to yourself. Uh, I used to listen, I had a AMFM radio in my room and it was also my alarm clock. So I would turn that on at night and my dad, my mom and dad, the room was next to mine and they would be watching the game on their little like box TV yeah. and there was a bit of a delay. So what I would do is I would watch the goals and then watch them on TV with my dad. And then I would run over to my room where that radio would be like maybe seven or eight seconds behind. And I would reenact mm-hmm. them playing knee hockey, just sort of by myself listening to RJ column. So that was how I, I missed those days when I was a little bit younger. How many times growing up, like whether you're playing on the ice or in the street with your friends or maybe your dad or whatever, like, like just like, and somebody made a good point. Like he's been around for 51 years. That's five decades. That's like, how many different, like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, generations of generations, fans? Yes, generations yeah. of Sabres fans. Has he influenced in some way, shape, or form? Has he affected? And is he is his our memories of him ingrained into the into those different generations? Like five, like who knows? Like five. I mean, I guess you could say five, ten, every ten years. But like we all have these memories with Rick Janaret, the good, the bad, mm-hmm. the ugly. But he he's there. And he's there to make it a look, even when it's bad or the ugly, it, to make it more tolerable, yeah. more bearable. Because you know RJ's there. You know, at least we have RJ. Um, yeah. So it's for me. It, you know, he's really he's really just been you know a catalyst for for this team, and they're uh, just a constant. And to lose him 
not lose him, but have no longer have him like call games. It's it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I think Dan Dunleavy's done a phenomenal job, and they've really I, I think on after the whistle, uh, I listened to their newest podcast today. They really uh they made a good point that the Sabers have slowly been able to like make the slow transition to Dan Lovey Dan, Dan Dunleavy after the last mm-hmm. couple of years for over the last couple of years having him announce games. So it's like so it maybe it makes that transition a little bit more bearable and less you know you know, you know, disheartening, not disheartening, but like heartbreaking because, you know, we've gotten used to his voice. So they've done a good job with that. I will say that, but you know, it's just never going to be the same. The man's one of a kind. Uh, nobody will ever fill his shoes in my eyes. They're, it's just impossible. No, it is impossible. Nobody will ever be the next Rick Jenneret. Everybody just sort of has to be themselves. You know, Dan Dunleavy's Dan Dunleavy and, you know, Mike Tarico's Mike Tarico and, Doc mm-hmm. Emmerich was Doc Emmerich, and nobody can be anybody else. But RJ was a whole different echelon of a broadcaster. I mean, he was spectacular and still is spectacular for what it's worth. I think, like you mentioned, the Sabres, thinking back to somebody, so I'm a, a, bro, a student of broadcasting, if you will. As so I sort of listen to, I, I like will just actually go and, watch sporting events to pay attention to what the broadcasters are doing in those games and mm-hmm. how they sort of use themselves to, to talk about what's actually happening. Um, and I, I remember when Dan Dunleavy started, now this was actually quite a few years ago. Now he's been with the Sabres for a pretty long time, comparatively to my life at least. And when he started doing games, I remember that I didn't like it. I, I thought he was not good. Well, the reason I thought that, <clears throat> excuse me, was because he wasn't Rick Jenneret. That was the yeah, only it's reason. So true, though. And, and and now, obviously, being able to sort of now that was before I was mature enough to understand the implications of actually how the world works. Again, he's Dan Dunleavy, and Dan Dunleavy does a fantastic job. He just wasn't Rick Jenneret, and I think now, like you mentioned, and like they mentioned on after the whistle. This one of the best things the Sabres have done, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, was slowly integrate Dan Dunleavy into the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand, the two of them go together and now sort of pass the torch to Dan Dunleavy because I think everybody is okay with this transition, sort of understanding that it's been happening for a while. If you were to just have RJ do every single game after 51 years, and then on October 7th, the next year, it's it's some guy named Dan Dunleavy we'd never yeah. met before. I think a lot of people would find that as a hard pill to swallow, and that would be a tough transition. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. It's just they, they've done they've done that job well. Um, whether this was their plan from the beginning or not, it's worked. And I've uh, you know, I've I've Dan Dunleavy's grown on me. Like mm-hmm. He does do a very good job. You know, mm-hmm. again, he, maybe he doesn't paint the perfect picture the way RJ did, but I'm going to tune in and, you know, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be some unbearable, like, right. you know, when you listen to other out of town broadcasts or. Yeah. You know, I can think of one in particular that I, I definitely mute the TV for when, when that team's playing. Yeah. It, it's unbearable, you know, yeah. or sometimes you hate like, me sometimes you love or you hate the TNT or the ESPN broadcasters and you know you, you see there's a bias towards one side or either because of the team they are there are certain maybe certain players on that team and like you know they just don't they just don't paint the same type of pictures that RJ does and um 
you know, for, to, from now to the day I'll die, from the moment I heard this call to the, the day I die, it will always be my favorite RJ call. And it was the year I really, really became so invested in, into the Sabres with the 96-97 season. Derek Plant's overtime goal against Ottawa, the slat, you know, turnover uh, go, uh, coming out of the zone, uh, you know, Plant knocks it down, takes a slap shot. Hits Tugnut's glove and Tugnut falls back in. The Tugnut yeah. just dribbles across the goal line and Tugnut throws his hands over his face. We did on two goalies, one Mike. Uh, you know, if you look back in the archives, we actually did a watch party with Matt Barnaby, Rob Ray, Derek Plant, and I want to say it was Dixon Ward. I believe it was Dixon Ward. And a lot them four, along with me and Cully. We all watched that game together, like just like we and you were talking right now, mm-hmm. broadcasted it live, and it was so much fun. We all knew the outcome, but yeah. it was just like it happened yesterday. And just listening, I mean, the, the game was an ESPN broadcast because we couldn't get the Sabres broadcast. But, you know, when that goal was coming and when it happened, we pulled up the RJ clip and, you know, it goes knocked down by a plant, plant coming to the zone, take a shot, scores! And then he goes, are you ready, Legion of Doom? Here come the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm literally listening to this. I'm, I'm speaking it out loud. And I'm literally picturing it all happened in my head. The celebration, everything that came after. It was just, it was really, you know, obviously, you know, that guy back there, Dominic Cash, is the guy who made me really, like, fall in love with playing the game. And, you know, really, I mean, between him and Pat LaFontaine and Brad May, like Robbery, those guys made me fall in love with the game. But Rick is, you know, he painted all those pictures and helped you fall in love with those players because he was so animated and so in love with the players that played for these teams that he made you fall in love with it at the same mm-hmm. time. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean this when I say it literally. It's a shame you say that that's your favorite RJ call because that is also my favorite RJ call. And it's sort of so good for content reasons. It sort of makes more sense for us to have different favorite calls, but I know that has always been my favorite that happened before I was born. So I sort of didn't get a chance to live it in real life, but I grew up speaking of that same alarm. I still have the same alarm clock since I was four years old in my room. And I used to have the roll the highlight film CD in the. I have it too. I don't know yeah. where it is or if I still have it, but I had that too. And, um, I you know just uh, the goal. Call. I have a shirt that has all of. I bought it at Holiday mm-hmm. Twin Rings Pro Shop. I have a shirt that has all of his most famous goal calls yeah. on it. So that CD sat in the tray. It's still in the tray upstairs. It's been in there for eighteen years now, basically, and. I used to wait. That was my alarm for years was I would wake up for school and uh, an Alexander McGillney goal would play. I, I think that's a, maybe it's a Gilbert Perot goal. Now that I think about it, I think that makes yeah. the most sense chronologically, but, but I like, by the time I actually was awake enough to comprehend what was happening, it's a Perot goal. It's whatever. Um, and then I think it's a, um, after like the second or third track on there, is an Alexander McGillney goal. And he says, uh, who says this guy was afraid to fly. He left a vapor trail is the call that RJ makes. And it's just so unique and and so expressive and so clever that I, I, I'll never forget that. I was at, I probably still could do it. If you played the CD, I haven't played it in full in a long time, but I used to be able to recite 
each and every call on that CD. And the plant one was always one of my favorites because of the energy you could hear in the building and the energy you could hear RJ with. And, and they mentioned this again on the instigators today, talking about that call and how it was a seemingly harmless shot from plant. The call is plant, you know, turnover at center ice. Yeah. Plant slides in over the line. And then for some reason, RJ sort of builds up his plant slides in over the line and he's sort of building it up. And, and if you're playing hockey, somebody crosses the blue line and goes in on a one on two and just winds up and rifles a slap shot from two feet inside the blue line. That's going in what? Maybe 4% of the time. Yep. And for some reason, and Ron Tugnut wasn't a bad goaltender. No, no. And the senators weren't a bad team. No. And I, he, and that shot RJ sort of builds up the energy and, the the building was wasn't really all that they were it was loud it was full but it wasn't like it wasn't like the Danny Breer goal in 06 against you know against the Flyers where uh-huh. he's sitting back door and it's double overtime and the that game's been electric for an hour and a half in a row and everybody's standing and you see the puck coming in from Jochen Hesch and you see him and everybody's like they're about to score right now he's He's taking a harmless shot of a blue line and suddenly the puck hits his glove, goes over him and it's trickling in the net and everybody stands up and goes crazy. That energy of that call has always been something that stuck with me. And that's why that was my favorite, even though I never lived through that. It seems yeah. easy. I should pick the Pominville goal against the senators. You know, I could pick the, um, the Umberger hit from mm-hmm. Brian Campbell. I could pick a lot of stuff. Uh, it's always been the Derek just, Plank goal for me. What was so impressive too, is like when you ask, I remember during the one beyond blue and gold, they asked like how RJ came with the Mayday call. If he had a plan, he goes plan. Like I hadn't scored in like 30 games. You really thought I thought he was going to score that goal. We didn't plan that. Like, but he was off the cuff with so much Mm -hmm. of the things that he said and did. Like he just was that like uh, creative and just the ability Mm -hmm. to think on the fly, you know, and make these connections. Some of his stuff was pre-planned. Like I'm sure like, you know, he, you know, he had certain calls, uh, you know, um, planned do you remember, out. Do you remember he said this on, um, I think maybe the, the video version of Roll the Highlight Film, or I don't know if there was a different name to this, but was this came out. He said he wanted, yeah, Malarchuk and Howarchuk and Andrachuk to all, all connect like, on a goal. Connect a goal so he could go here, Chuck, there, Chuck, everywhere, Chuck, Chuck. 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 And I thought that would have been that would have oh, been funny. God, so he yeah. did definitely plan a couple of them. But yeah, like you said, Brad Mayden scored in 31 games. Who would have thought he would have been? Scoring yeah, exactly. Goal, especially on one of the best defensemen in the NHL, you know, at the time. So yeah, Bray Bork and then Andy Moog. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Greg Bauk, who used to work for WGR. He used to do these like uh, impersonation uh, calls where he was Greg Buck, and he <laughs> did one on the Brad May call. And I, I wish I, I I'll have to find it. It's so funny. The way he called it, he called it as like the Bruins announcer. And then at the end of the call, he's like, who is this guy in, in the next room losing his out? He goes, are they giving them the cup tonight? <laughs> Acts like you've been there. <laughs> oh, it was so, awesome. so funny. Um, but we have a lot of comments here in the uh, in the peanut gallery. Austin Hess, we got uh, – just watched another video on Twitter, and I'm crying again. Love this team. Love this city. Love RJ. Uh, Mark Hudson. I, I believe Mark is actually a former Buffalo Sabres uh, seventh man. I know he's a big contributor to the uh, to the 11-day power play, too. 
Uh, my favorite memory of RJ was calling our, uh, Brian Campbell's head on RJ Umberger. He went from zero to a hundred when that hit happened and it still goes down as one of the greatest calls of all time. Hashtag. Thank you, RJ. Uh, Rich Richard Isaacs. There was not one dry eye in the arena. Tonight. I can, I can verify that mm-hmm. even Duffer was crying on air. Thank you, RJ. We all love you. Uh, a few more Blake Townsend. All the classic calls I love. There was a regular season game versus the Leafs. Conley beat. Oh, that's a great Lee call. That's a great call. I remember it that was. one. The call was like, you're going to want to see that. Was that the corkscrew actual... one? Huh? Was that the corkscrew call? Or was the... I no, think the it corkscrew... might have been the corkscrew call. Yeah. Yeah, because he turned turn, turn him out like a corkscrew or whatever. Yeah. I, I believe that. I, that might have been two call. different calls, but either way. Well, Conley, Conley had, had a, couple... a few of them. Yeah, just sort of turning him inside out and. I can remember him. Yeah, he goes backhand Blake, shelf on him. Oh, that one was gross. Yeah. I, love, I Blake, remember Blake, that if you're still watching, I don't mind. Uh, obviously, make sure you're subscribed to Two Goals on Mike's channel. But if you can verify which call that was, we'd appreciate it. Richard Isaacs and Rick is the Buffalo Sabres. Couldn't agree with you more. Blake Towns, again, I was listening on the radio because Leaf fan buddies wouldn't let me have RJ's call over the Canadian TV broadcast. So I said, F them. I got to hear RJ. So I sat in my car in the driveway. Couldn't agree anymore. Actually, speaking of which, uh, another time I went camping with a bunch of friends in Allegheny. It was during the playoffs, which I don't still to this day don't understand why it was during the Carolina series. Why in the world that we were wow. in Allegheny for those two days during that? And me and uh, a friend of mine who uh, late the late Zach Sauer who uh, passed away a few years ago, we sat in the car and listened to that game from start to finish. And we didn't care. They can all drink and get hammered all they want. We're listening. This is such an important game. I think Tony, I want to say Tony Ludman scored on a breakaway during that game. hundred <laughs> percent. And why do I remember? Cause RJ called it. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, Richard Isaacs tonight was the perfect send off with the win in OT. Couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Uh, great night tonight. Overtime. I can never. That, we talked about that much, right yeah. before we went on air here is that it, when it went to overtime, he sort of gave us a, he sort of flipped the script on us. He just said, and we're going to OT. And it was like, Oh, all right, Rick. It seems like that was probably, you could have done a little bit more with that one, like a missed opportunity and yeah. then middle stat scores and he takes full advantage of it. And I mentioned this, I think he got a little bit, he got a little teared up. After he said, oh, like he did his old yeah. time. I would you know, not be surprised. When he said that, I think he got a little choked up. And and I think that's why I was quiet for a little bit longer. Yeah. That was they. That was perfect. Just just mm. chef's kiss chef's to that kiss, one. 100%. Dan's an amazing person. And we are very lucky to have him to be our next play-by-play. In past years, this was the smartest things the Sabres have done. Like we said, I agree. I 100% agree. Yeah. They've integrated him into this fan base slowly but surely. And you know, we're ready for Dan Dunleavy. You know, you know, it's not just some, you know, new guy that we don't have any history with. We have some history with Dan. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to make that transition a little bit, a little bit more stomachable. Right. Uh, seventh man Sabres. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's right. He, again, uh, Mark is a former seventh man uh, for the Sabres. You verify that. The Palmaville shorthanded goal is one of the best calls as well. Again, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, these guys are good, scary good. Um, I was actually at anchor bar with my, uh, my friends after we went fishing and we caught the, the back end of that game. And I remember there was some older guy at the bar. You could tell he had, he'd been there for a while. He's drinking, but you know, 
trying to enjoy the game, and he has these bunch of friggin' 20 and 21 year old shitheads just screaming in his ear, oh, go, just losing our fucking minds. And just, you could tell he hated our guts. Absolutely hated our guts. Um, more, love all the comments. Remember the Denny Hamel goal versus Luongo in 01? I'm trying to. I gotta find that one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm uh, sure I could. I'm sure if you bring it up, I could. Uh... Yeah, you guys making me watery eyed, uh, bringing up memories. I mean, it, us too, man. Trust me. It was Austin. Yeah, you're was... not the only one. I teared up in the final speech and again then rewatched. Yeah, his final speech. What we talked about, you know, before we hopped on live, uh, you know, where he quoted the Bible and stuff. Like, you know, you you could tell like as he was taking the headset off, he was kind of shaking. And just like you could tell that that was so difficult for him. This is the Denny Hamel goal. I mean, that's – and that goal reminds me of so many other ones. I mean, you think of like uh, uh, Randy Wood, a hot knife through butter is another great one that RJ yep. had. And then uh, then the shot heard around the world is another one that he had, uh, which, is a gr- which is a great one. And not to mention, I mean, these are all goals that we're talking about. I mean, he was – nobody called fights like RJ called fights. I mean, he – he called a fight like nobody else could, and that that really made the game even more exciting. And I think we were, I think we understand now, but I think at times we probably didn't know how how lucky we really had it, or maybe we did, but we were really lucky. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm uh I'm gonna share my screen. Let me know if you can see. I'm gonna try and bring up the Derek Plant goal. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see. All right, here he goes. Fan- Sabres fans. I'm putting both heroes for this. I wonder what the so like just sort of thinking from an audio perspective, what the mix of crowd noise to broadcast sound was back then and what it is now, because it's definitely not the same. And I wish it was the way it was back then. Yeah, I, I, I feel like there was a lot of lot better. of, And then it might just be the way the microphones are. You got like maybe more microphones now and, you know, it's just sort of trying to take sound from different areas and stuff, but it definitely is. I don't think the mix of natural ice sound, the ambient noise from the arena and the broadcast sound is the same. I don't think it's, uh, it's not quite as cool as it was back, back those no, days. Man. Like it's kind of like when you listen to a record, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you'd rather listen to the record because you just everything for everything you just said, but 
it's same exact same same exact thing. Right. Same, it, it's just you know you don't get that same type of quality from right. like a CD or you know an MP3 as you would from an actual record because everything is just so raw and original. Yes. And um, w- w- exactly as with that with that goal call. Uh, let's just keep on. Let's just keep on. Why not? Like, give me another one. Let's go. Uh, do the do the um hot knife through butter call if you can find that one. Is that Randy Randy Burridge? Yeah, Randy Burridge. Burridge. Hot knife through butter. Let's see here. Well, the first one that hops up pops up is a hot knife through butter. Video. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm seeing is like, oh God, hold on. Randy Burridge hockey. Let's see here. Was it a game against the Senators? Mm, I think so. Well, we'll see here. Uh, give me one. Uh, it's not going to be an RJ call. It's on ESPN. Unfortunately. Uh, all right. Let's, I'll think of another one. What about. Uh... What about the – this is always one that I, I think was really interesting. What about the, the hustle call? H-U-S-T-L-E. All hustle. That was, a, that was a neat one. I remember that one. That was cool. Interrupt. And we'll say hustle. No, it's not coming up. Come on, guys. All right, all right, all right. What about the, the roll the highlight film goal? Roll the highlight film savers. There we go. We can just honestly, we can just listen to this thirty-five just minute. Play the seat. Yeah, just play the. Actually, it, it is. It's the entire CD. Yeah, we can literally is it the CD the or is it the, the video one. The video one's got his interviews and stuff and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Here's another. This oh, is a Doss, this yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there's Hold some on. good ones on there. I want to bring this up real quick because I got this as a VHS tape. Um, my dad did after the 96 and 97. It was called Headline Season 96, 97. I still have the VHS tape too. Um, Buffalo Sabres highlight film, and this is pretty cool, actually. Hold on, let me uh, let me see here. Go to share screen. This is pretty cool. This was obviously they after they won the division um, and whatnot. So, uh, da, da, da. This is super oh, what cool. a magical season it was. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rick Jetteret. The 96-97 <laughs> Buffalo Sabres season was one to be remembered and to be cherished. You that state-of-the-art Marine Midland Arena, and most of all, the play on the ice. It made us all proud of a team that, quite honestly, I thought would have been battling for a playoff spot. It was a headline year. Oh, some of it controversial, but all of it extraordinary. And the players who wore these uniforms knew, they knew that they could compete with the rest and the best 
of the entire National Hockey League. It wasn't long before everybody sat up and took notice. I wish my friend Seymour could have been here for this ride. We would like to dedicate this highlight video to the memory of the late Seymour H. Knox III. I hope you enjoy. My brother Nori and I oh, God. are by no means known as gamblers. What? However, in 1970, we gambled that Buffalo would be a great place for a National Hockey League franchise. And we won that gamble. Now and forever, you are a Look at Rob Ray. How yuck and dapper this guy looks. When we did win in, in Boston that night, how young these guys were. You know, not to disrespect them, but I was going to put it forward just a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very first time on the ring, <laughs> Is that the song? Is uh, breathe in, uh, yeah. breathe in, breathe. Uh, is it like it's fuel by um? Is it by it's, it's fuel? No, it's Bush. It's, it's um yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's Machine Head. That's what it was. Or no, is was it? Machine it oh, it's Machine Head. That was Bush. Well, they have a song called Machine Head. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. It was uh, the band was Bush. Machine Head. Yeah. Jason Daw. Look at these. Oh man, I don't think you were born yet, were you? Not, not for these guys. But I, I don't get me wrong. I, I know all these names. I know all these guys. Jason Dawes, the the awesome five hole zinger. There he is, Randy Burridge, man. Look at these guys. The Sabres' problems were not only on the ice. On November 1st, team president Doug Moss resigned, and Larry Quinn was named the new president of the organization. Yikes. You see, I was skip ahead. Setbacks. We don't, we don't want to know about setbacks. No, we don't, we're not. This That's is not a time to think uh, about the negatives. There's the LaFontaine injury. Uh, his success did not carry over to the start of the I was at that game, too. Game I was at that game with my cousin. Sabres had three critical ones. November 14th versus Stanley Cup champion Colorado. Colorado. 
November 21st versus arch rival Toronto. Fires a shot right on. One man to save the rebound. He's in. Stumped in on the rebound by Matt Barnaby. Spinorama. Ooh! Wow, we get a rainy <laughs> goal. And probably most important, January 12th at Phoenix. Before the overtime, Kenny, uh, you know, mentioned to me, you know, he, he told me to go out and, uh, you know, and, and get us a goal. I guess a big goal for the team. Oh. That's Nikolai Hobby Bullen. There we go. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, uh, Dave Manson took over the puck and uh, you know, I went on a break and uh, what a gift! Really yeah, and, uh, you know, put a bio on his off hand. Looking back on it right now, uh, you know, on our season, um, domain is next. His accomplishments go. speak for themselves. We'll, we'll, we'll finish it off with this one because I'm sure there's tons of great RJ cards. on beating the odds. Challenging any and all who approach his very home. His domain. His net. Oh! Is she just robbed Yuri? Yuri throws his arms up. He cannot believe it. But here's the view of Pitbull. Shoots it off. She can see it. Despite what we were being outshot or, or what, the, what the matchups were, Aaron and Dom always gave us a chance to win. With Dominic playing as good as he did this year, that was a huge confidence boost for us. For Dominic, his goal is simply to be the best, topping his peers in save percentage the last four seasons. And in January, he proved to be among the best in the NHL, having been chosen to the 1997 NHL All-Star Game in San Jose, California. Dominic would once again light up the stage in front of millions of fans. <laughs> These jerseys were so amazing. His pads don't go well with him, though. No. Two pad jammer. The only goal scored on him was Owen Nolan when Owen Nolan called his shot. <laughs> After the All Star game, Dominic would continue his assault on the opponent's sharpshooters while earning their ultimate respect as well. The buzz around the NHL would begin. Could a goalie win most valuable player award? While many thought possible, some thought unrealistic, or not since Jacques Plante in 1962 had a goalie done so. But for the Sabres, they relied on his ability to shut the opposition down, giving them a chance to win each night. We've said all year that this 
I'm not a better goalie in the world and not a, and not a more valuable player to his team than Dom wants to There's no question about that. And if he did things that no one else can do and, and, and he was a the most important factor in our season. Showcasing his unique style, using every part of his arsenal, he was certainly the city of Buffalo's most valuable player, and as each game would pass, and as each save was made, Dominic Hasek would anticipate the next challenge of defending his domain. Oh my god, that's awesome. We'll, uh, we'll stop sharing there. That's but, awesome. Like I, I found the... Uh, I found the track list for the Roll the Highlight Film CD. The friendly confines. Yeah. So it's it's it started off differently than I thought it did. The first track is Don Luce scoring two shorthanded goals in 18 seconds. The next one, you can you guess the second call on this this thing? It's I don't think you can be able to guess it. It's not. It's from Roll the Highlight Film. Yeah. Hmm. If you can get the if you can guess the player, I'd be impressed. I know you'll know who it is, but just guessing that they're the second track on Roll the Highlight Film. Give me give me an era. Like early like beginning days of the team, first six, seven years of the team within that range. Korab. No. No. That's a good guess, though. Hanu Verta. What the fuck? Like a hoop around a barrel. Is what the call is. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the next, the next one's Craig Ramsey. Whoa, baby. Uh, the next one is Gilbert Pro with a whoa goal. Gilbert Pro then blasts one by the goalie. Uh, Dave Anderchuk scores from his knees. That's a good one. Uh, John Van Boxmeer is the seventh track. Dale Howarchuk cranks it home. And then nine and ten are those two McGilney ones I was talking about. Nine is McGilney gets a curtain call, and ten is Alexander McGilney leaves a vapor trail, which is like I said, who he says, who says this guy's afraid to fly? He left a vapor trail, and that one's one of my favorites. I mean, after that you got, uh, then you got the la 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 Fontaine, Yuri Kemalev, it's Russia time, tis the season, La Fontaine's goal, Donald Audet as the French gorilla. Ooh la la! Pierre scores a hat trick. That was a good one. Uh, here's a, here's here's a. I found another video. Hold on. Top ten Rick Janarek calls from sports. Oh, this ought to be good. So yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I found. No, it. that's this is this is the good stuff right here. Yeah. So, right here. Oh, I know which one you got to do. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, that was gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, what a play! Coming soon to a theater near you, Sick Mitts, starring Jack Eichel. Yeah, I mean, he had a box. <laughs> Panic, tell you, roll it back, but it's going to go all over the blue line. Panic gets it again and brings it right back in for Buffalo. Here's Panic walking in on goal. He scores!
Former guest, two-time guest on two goalies on Mike, Steve Fields. Oh my god. Lafontaine were magic together. I forgot about these, man. That one's on the CD too. Oh, my 
my god. I mean, I don't, I, I, so many of those I wasn't even alive for, but I feel like I was because yeah. I was so invested in that, in that stuff. And again, like I said, I literally woke up to these calls every morning for like eight years of my life before I realized that I could listen to something different on my alarm clock. Oh man. 
the hot knife through butter or any yeah. wood you were I knew it was I was I wanted to be able to listen to it. I knew yeah. I wasn't crazy. We were able to listen to it. And then the corkscrew, we got verification was that goal. Uh-huh. Yes. We're in the, the sharp red third jersey. I saw a few of those tonight, man. I gotta find yeah. myself one in a hashek. I have a hashek, but it's real dirty. Uh I used to play street hockey in it all the time. So I, I gotta a, get it. I gotta get either find a way to get you know that as look at as clean as possible, or mm-hmm. find a new one. I have a uh, I have a you know as the 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 puck the you know the the red one, yep. um. But I had it when I was again I was like six or seven, and the Sabers used to practice at what used to be called the Pepsi Center is now the Northtown North Center in Amherst, and um. So I used to do you know like hockey camps over the summer and stuff and. Uh, after I was done skating on NHL rink one, the Sabres would do their summer skates. And after every single day, I would go over there and get a different one of them to sign my Jersey. And I have a red Jersey with probably 17 signatures on it from everybody from Jason Pominville to Ty Conklin signed that Jersey. I mean, so I, you know, I haven't worn it in a long time, obviously, because it doesn't fit me anymore, but um, that is that is one of my favorite possessions is, is that jersey. I want to see if I can find it real that. quick. I don't know if you remember the Sabres did it was called Sabres in Motion. It was a black, mm. it was a black, and it was like the 06 team, 0506, the year we should have won the cup. Uh, after the stat, the, all the freak injuries, yeah, and whatnot. And God, don't remind me, yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought my friends were lying. In school, when they came up to me and told me Jay McKee wasn't playing, he has a staff infection. Like, there's like, there, I thought, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way he's not playing. Like, a staff infection? No. Like, there's just no way. It's amazing to think, like, well, you know, again, back then I wasn't very old enough to really understand how injuries worked. But my dad had always told me, like, if you block a shot in your foot, let's say, right, and your foot really hurts, don't take your skate off. Because then you're gonna foot your foot's gonna swell up and you're not gonna be able to get your skate back yeah. on. So me just being like, he should have never taken his skate off. It's like, well, the game's two days later. He's not gonna yeah. keep his skate on for 48 hours. So and it's a staph infection. The guy could have lost his foot like te- permanently if they didn't get that handled. So obviously glad he did, you know, sort of thinking long-term individual health is more important than a hockey game. But boy, Sabres fans would have loved to have him for that game because we win the cup that year if he's there yeah, for us that day. I agreed 100%. This was the book. It was called Sabres in Traffic. Okay. It's a, it's a black and white book. Um, but, you know, I remember sitting outside of the then Pepsi Center. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the 06, 07 team. It was after we traded Marty Baran um, and a few others. We had we had uh, Ty Conklin. Uh, Dinah Zubris was Dinah on the- Zubris, yeah, yeah. And I, me and my girlfriend at the time, we sat out there like for hours to get these this thing autographed. And there's one picture that I really like. You know, I got Gostad and Roy right mm-hmm. here. But I'll find the one picture that's really, really cool. Vanek autograph, Mayor. The only ones I didn't get were like Drury and Breer because they showed up a lot earlier than everybody else. Peters, I got him. God, that, yeah. guy, that guy has some great lettuce on him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, Kotalik. Oh, that's great. Nathan Pache. Yuri Novotny didn't get him. I have a na- signed Nathan Pache and Andrew Peters. Not like a hero card, but it's like a, like a, maybe like a five by eight little piece yeah. of paper. That's like just sort of a graphic. 
that Sabres graphic. It's got their picture on it. And uh, and I got a Nathan Page one and a Andrew Peters one. Up in yeah. my Ryan Miller. And I got it all in the silver pen, which made this all like that much perfect. That much cooler. Yeah, that's awesome. See that, but um, the one I want to show you, I got to find it real quick. It's a super, one of the coolest pictures ever, man. But you get some pictures like this. Just how special that team was. Yeah. Um, where is it, man? It's a, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. They're all celebrating a goal in that red jersey. And I got them, all three of them, to autograph the back of each jersey. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool, right? Like, that's a frameable picture. Yeah. Like, if, 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 if I could, I would take it out of there. But, I just but don't really want you to can't lose. destroy the book. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the yeah. entire movie of the book. Like, I Look, um, I, I, like I'm looking at this. If if you want to pull up more highlights, I don't know if we have the the time or the desire to we do that. We can do one more. We can do one more. Oh, I gotta pick one. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Here's here's the. All right. We've got. Here's let's one. see. I, I want to see the Derek Roy OT winner where uh, the Newman and Juggled It call. Do you remember that one? I do. That one that one was one of my favorites. I don't know if it'll be. I don't know if it'll come up, but it might. Derek Roy second goal in to, in OT. Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs. There's a couple OT goals in here. Ooh. Can you get me a year? Uh, I don't think I can. Let me see. Uh... I mean, was it a any... playoff goal? Do you remember the playoff goal? Or... Oh, it, I assume it was a playoff goal, but it, it might not have been. It's it's a, definitely an OT goal, and it's Tepo Newman and is on the. It's basically Tepo Newman and juggled the pot. Or oh no 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 no, not Tepo Newman. In, I'm sorry. Ner- yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna even be able to find it. Let me see. Can you hear this right now? Yeah. Over to Ennis. Ennis. Roy's got it again to Commonville. Commonville beside the net. Panic tries to squeeze it out in front. Here's Roy with a shot. Well, I got to show this. this Okay. This is a pretty cool celebration. So I'm going to show this one real quick. Real quick before you show it, it's not a playoff goal because it's against the Thrashers, and it's the Thrashers goalie Posse Nurmanen, not Tepo Newmanen. Okay, that's that's important clarification. Okay, I'll find that one. But this the, his celebration is pretty cool here. Ennis to Roy, over to Ennis. Ennis, Roy's got it again to Commonville. Commonville beside the net, panic, trying to squeeze it out in front. Here's Roy with a shot. Gary Neal. So another call I remember. I have this one saved on Twitter. It's okay. just a goal in the regular season. It's just Jason Pominville. They're like deflecting a shot off of the wing. But it's RJ's inflection that shows the anticipation of something happening. I it's, it's Sabres goal a day on Twitter posted it. 
and it's one of my favorite calls ever. I'll pull it up on Twitter while this one's playing. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll do a few more, and then we'll call it a night here. Uh, but hold on, this is the one I believe you're you're looking for. All right, this is a lot of fun. Oh, it's not the RJ call. Yeah. That's the that's the right one though. Oh. That's disappointing. I'll still see if I can find it because I'm sure maybe it hit. There's a double of it in here, maybe. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Unfortunately, we don't have the RJ call on it. Well, that stinks. Oh, that's not the right one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to quickly. I thought I had it bookmarked, but I don't have it bookmarked. So I would be. It's going to take me. Might take me a second to find it. But basically, and again, just sort of talking about one of the things that made RJ so great was his ability to sort of create energy where there already was energy, and it just made everybody's blood pressure get a little bit higher. But it was amazing because he he anticipates plays as they happen when when one of his you hear it all the time it's sort of like somebody will come into the zone and be like someone so is looking for a trailer he finds him in front of the net like he's sort of the 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 a the quickening of the pace of him talking uh-huh. and be the the higher of his the higher volume and the higher yep. pitch just makes it just just makes it amazing it makes we, it amazing and that makes him we definitely got to watch this real quick. We can't just not watch the RJ Umberger at. Oh, I mean, of course. We have to watch that. So, <laughs> for those that will listen later on when I eventually post this, players will pick it up and bring it back. Who wanted Campbell? Holy mackerel! Campbell stepped into his check in the blue line. Now they're all chasing after Campbell. Ryan Campbell. Leveled his check at the blue line. Now that was Umberger. He had his head down big time. And Brian Campbell ran over him like a Greyhound bus. Oh my God, what a hit. I, that what was, a I hit. mean, today that's a that's a penalty. And I mean, honestly, probably a suspension. That was a perfect hit back then. Well, here, here's the Chris. Well, we got to listen to this one too. I guess. Oh, this one, this one will make me cry. Yeah, I, <laughs> we could do this all night too. <laughs> we really yeah. could. We really could. Oh, um, not that. Hold on. Da, 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 da. I did find the Pominville one that I was talking okay. about. By the well, way, well, how we want to finish on the Pominville then? It's not like anything special, but it, it's it's from October twenty eighth, two thousand six. So it's a like the first two weeks of the regular season, but it's just it's just RJ. Daddy Nylander, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Alex and Nylander against Chris Drury. Well, he couldn't make the change because it was an icy, so he was stuck with the guys on the ice. So. Yeah, you're right on that. Up close to the boards, all the Rangers. There's Drury after the 
video quality is pretty terrible. <laughs> All the party in the plaza. Yeah. Oh my god! It, it, uh, that is that game is 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 amazing. And then Finneganoff scores in overtime. Die yeah. does his Superman through center ice. Ah, oh, I miss, I miss that. The and I think the the video I, I just sent it to you. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I I just sent it. It's a Twitter video again. It's from Sabers goal a day. I think the what it is is it's just so quintessential what made RJ great. And don't get me like obviously. The, the playoff goals, the fights, the hits, they're all spectacular. And that was amazing. Like those moments in the playoffs were fantastic. But I think it was his ability to make every single regular season game mean something and every single regular season game exciting yep. is why he was so fantastic. And that's the one I just sent is, a, I think, I'm a perfect example right now. It's Jason Palmerville against the Thrashers, October 28th. So the season's been going on for like two, three weeks, but it's just the 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 way he announces this goal is just so perfectly RJ. Face off here to the left of the Atlanta net. Newton holding it in. That goal is from our la- the ten game win the previous ten game win streak. Yep. And again, just sort of it's it comes up the boards. Take just takes a shot that he's got traffic in front, and as the shot gets there, you hear him sort of close his like he just gets real tense, and just the energy there is amazing, and and that is what I think I'm gonna miss most about RJ is the ability to make seemingly now. We have a like a win streak going. Don't get me wrong; it's not a meaningless game, but we're playing the Thrashers yeah. in 2006 in October. I mean, what does that game really mean in the long run? I think in you know in October of this coming year, we're, there's probably going to be games where we're sort of you know it's like ah, I I didn't catch the game. I hit you know I had something going on, but he RJ had a you had a reason to watch every game because he was on the call. It was oh, his. Yeah. Ability to make you engaged in the game was fantastic, and I'm definitely gonna gonna miss that for sure. I'm gonna find, I want to find the one save Hashik made on Yager. That was phenomenal. You gotta see if I can find that uh, save in Stanley Cup. Here it is, right here. Uh, unbelievable save by Dom. Uh, went for the poke check, missed the poke check, and stacks the pads. Um, one of my favorites. Let me see here. And then we'll end it on um, one of the max goals for sure. Uh, and then we'll uh, let everybody get to bed here. <laughs> it's it's hard to end on a, a good, like, it's, what call do you end on? Like, yeah. You know, it, what call is more RJ than any of these? Actually, I mean, I every know, call is so RJ. I don't even know if they're going to give us – they're probably not going to give us the uh, – This is the Fox feed. It might not yeah, be the, the yeah, RJ feed. It's not going to be the RJ feed. I was going to say, what uh, what better way to uh, to finish off the best announcer in in hockey history possibly than the best goalie in hockey history? But let me see if I can find it here. 
Uh, yep, here we go. Hold on. It's in this one? I think so. Let's see if the right call is in this video. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not Hashit. It's not. Nobody cares. It's not, it's not RJ. Scorpion action there. He was lying on his stomach and he kicked his leg forward and made the stop <laughs> unbelievable. I hope the Yager one's on here. And a chance now for Gabslap moving in. Oh, what a Come on. It probably. Here's Hatchet picking it no, up. That was the Burry one. The I gotta find, I have to find this save. Burry throws his arms up. He cannot believe it. Dominic Hatchet robbed him blind. Now that picture tells a thousand words. Pavel Burry thought he had Hatchet beat. So did everyone in this building. Let's just watch Dominic. <laughs> Star here tonight stops another one. Uh, I gotta, I gotta see if I can find this damn video. I, I, I want to see this yacht, the save against Yager. No, not Yager scores. <laughs> Here's about that. Um, I wonder if I can find it on Twitter real quick. Give me, give me a hot second here. We'll see if we can find it on Twitter. But uh, I, I, it was just. Again, just some of his just like just his ability with especially with Dominic and and Rick will always say he has not seen a better player put on any team's jersey than Dominic Hashik. Yeah, like he was one of Hashik's biggest fans, and being able to call as many saves as uh, one second here as he has with with Dom. It was was it now? This might be a dumb question. Yager's been on a lot of teams. Which team was he on at the time of this goal? Pittsburgh. Okay. I think let's see what feed it is. I found it on NHL.com. It needs to be the RJ feed. It might not be. Let's see. No, I don't care about this. I hope it's the RJ feed. Video doesn't want to work for me right now. But it's the right save. He was private. Come on. Magic pad stack. You know what? We're going to end it on this. We'll go to his top 10. It's got to be on here. 
Only two things are forever: love and Liberty Mutual. Customizing your it's car insurance so you can pay for what you need. We're not sponsored by Liberty Mutual. We are not. We are. We are definitely not. Sponsored. We, are, we are definitely sponsored by Outlet Liquor, but not Liberty Mutual. Let's see here. Bring it back. You already saw this one. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Just so you know. Oh. We got to uh, update your screen share. Yep. Oh, oh, we're not getting the right one. He was lying on his stomach. Hold on. And he kicked Hold his on. leg forward and made the stop. Unbelievable. Hold on. Stop sharing. <laughs> Hold on. It's got to be. It's got to be on here. I'm determined to find it. Oh. Why would you play that? That's another one of his best calls. Dude, he was so good at that. Yeah. He never, he would never get penalties for a game because he always knew as long as I make contact with the puck first, mm -hmm. it's not a penalty. Here's a breakaway. Look out. Coming out. Or that. And he's going to get a trip. He can't believe it. After I just say he never gets penalties. Yeah. He's going to meet the highlights around the world. And the Bezda trophy goes to Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Oh, 
chance now for Genslap moving in. Oh, what a save! Buzzing. The crowd's still buzzing on that one. You've already heard this one three times. Give me the Yager one. The Yager one. The problem is we got to get two variables right. We got to get the Yager save, and we have to get the RJ call of the Yager save. That might be his best. I think this might be one of his best saves of all time. Yeah, it's up there. Some of the other ones, like they shoot at it. You forget that he played for Ottawa. Yeah. And it's not the first time he's off that. No, that's right. Here's Bellows. Receive with a shot, turns out, stop! Oh, Hashtag! How in the world did he stop that? That's unbelievable! Oh, remarkable goaltending! How, how can unbelievable. you equal that? People don't even realize many that he didn't even start coming off full-time starter until he was like 26 and 26 years old. Because he, he got to Chicago and he had a bed Belfour was established. And then his first year after Buffalo, he had to deal with Grant Fear. So, like, literally almost owned the record book for goalies. Had he been able to start at the same point as guys like Berger and Wadden. Mario Lemieux, Pavel Bure, I mean, it didn't matter whether you were a first-liner or a fourth-liner or a future Hall of Famer, Hasek thwarted them all. Oh, come on. It's driving me nuts, man. The, but... the thing that's unfortunate is, I, again, I found it on NHL.com, but the video just doesn't work. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I could send you the – I could send you the – one the, the link. We're gonna we're gonna take one last stab at it here before signing off. Uh, but if there's gotta be a way to find it. Ah, come on. Let's see here. Let's see if they'll let me. Give every morning a fresh start Jimmy Deans, guys. Jimmy Dean Delights Breakfast Wraps. Please tell me it's going to give us the right one. Come on. Uh, where is it? Not going to play it? Is it the NHL.com one I just sent you? Yeah, it just, it just, it just doesn't play there. it. There's nothing there. That's annoying. Yes, I don't know what I don't know what the problem is. I I was like clicking and I was like, wow, my Wi-Fi is terrible. But no, I don't. I think it's just the the NHL. dot com website for whatever reason. Damn it! Um, I can find that save. Oh, excuse me. Let's see here, Google, where is it? videos let's see i mean you put yager in here and there's like a just a thousand yeah videos goal videos oh my god come on 
Let's see here. Google. Why are we doing this right now? Come on. Get out of here, Google. Sorry for this unprofessionalism, everybody, or the very few people that are probably still with us. I don't really care. Got one last crack at it. NHL.com. Go to videos. I tried to find it on Twitter. No luck there either, unfortunately. Yeah. You know what? I guess we're just not going to find it tonight. But it is in existence out there. It's an unbelievable video. Um, you all going to talk about the game tomorrow? Tomorrow? Well, tonight. Tenth game winner was amazing. Uh, that was the New Year's full was thinking versus Atlanta. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people are hanging with us. I love it. Richard yeah, Eisen sure. hanging with us. <laughs> You're gonna talk about the game tomorrow. Well, tonight. <laughs> Who do they got tonight? I think he just means are we gonna talk about the game or are we just gonna talk about RJ the whole time? Oh yeah. And I'll yeah. be honest, look, I mean the game was neat, but I I, I don't uh I, I don't mean, think that, I don't think I remember this game in in a year and a half, two years, except for the fact that it was Rick Jenneret's last game. Yeah, I mean, it's you're just not for me. You're just not going to. I, I, I'm not going to remember who scored these game in this game. I'm not going to remember you know who the three stars were. There's so many things I'm not going to remember this game. But you and I am going to remember. I'm going to remember that it was Rick Jenneret's last final yeah. game. I remember him coming down and shaking everybody's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of a lot of you know memorable things about this game. But I'm not going to you know in a long time from now I'm not going to be able to remember. I will do sure. my absolute best to try and remember the trivia that Casey Middlestat has Rick Jenneret's last ever goal call, most likely. Yeah. Uh, but even even that I don't know if I'll be good enough to remember. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, I mean, we got, what do we got? It's a Thompson goal, a power goal and a middle stack goal. So, I mean, that's not completely outrageous. I mean, it's not like Andres Bjork scored, but I think, you know, we will, we'll, we'll remember the game because of RJ, you know, I don't think, I think the game was, you know, the Sabres played flat to begin the first period in 18 minutes. They, they came back in the third and, and, you know, scored two. They kept the game close. They got a couple big saves from Tukarski, and they won in an overtime, which after, I mean, they had great sustained pressure in overtime, and yeah. that's their forecheck got it done for them. I so, agree. So good good there. I have and, this belief that we still have five people this late at night on, yeah, on, on YouTube. I, I appreciate that. I, I was planning on going to bed approximately an hour and 20 minutes ago because I have to wake up to be at Sabres Locker Cleanout tomorrow morning at 11.45 or 8.45 in the morning. Oh, my God. Oh, God bless you. Here's the Beyond Blue and Gold with uh, for Dominic Kashuk, narrated by Rick Jenner. Best goaltender I ever saw play the game. Absolutely. Oh, consistent on being the best goaltender. He didn't even want guys to score on him in practice. Oh, 
He stopped the puck with his feet, his legs, his arms, his head. He would have players shoot at him at his head in practice. Everybody realized it after a while that this guy is not just unconventional. He's not goofy. He's good. The sad part about the whole thing, it was all routine for him. Dominator, Dominic Hesse! Being included into the Sabres Hall of Fame is a tremendous honor, and I will always be proud to be a part the Buffalo Sabres. Oh my God. Just give me a few saves. Since my childhood, I always tried to the goals. So anytime with my father or with my grandpa, I never asked them to stay in the net. I will shoot or kick the ball at you. In our kitchen, I gave them the tennis ball and told them to shoot at me. So since the first practice, I was a goalie. I probably was born as a goalie. I was drafted in 1983. A friend of mine, he told me about it. We were on the road somewhere. We were playing some exhibition game. That reminds you uh, of a funny story about him, actually. With the Czech team. And and when I uh, saw it I used to work at Tuxedo Junction in the Boulevard Mall, I didn't even and they know said what he's talking about. one they had to measure him for a tuxedo once, and they thought the measurements were wrong because they went they know, sent him to the factory. Seven years Arms after are so being long. Drafted, yeah. They were like, "This isn't a real person," and they're like, "No, it's Ed Bell's work actually called the Vesna." The Jennings Trophy in 1992. Along with some memorable cameo appearances in the '92 final versus Pittsburgh, still over his first two NHL seasons, he appeared in just 25 regular season games. It took me a while. Uh, I was frustrated. I was even thinking about going back to Europe. However, I stayed, and finally, I get a chance first in Chicago, and then I got a real chance here in Buffalo. In and starting this evening, new to the team this year, number 39, Dominic Hashik. Rip Simonic, he came to me two days before the training camp and he asked me down. And Rip Simonic introduced me, I introduced to him and he asked me, what number do you want to buy on the jersey? And I looked at him and I said, oh. Given him the opportunity, he was very proud to pick his number and it just made me feel good and it made him feel like he was a Buffalo Sabre. Somebody asked me about the numbers. It happened first time in my life. It never happened to me in Czech. It never happened to me in Chicago. And finally, somebody asked me what number do I want to wear. And I was so surprised, and I started saying, oh, they, they really feel like I can play here. If a guy can pick his number, it's not going to make him a good player. It's not going to make him a bad player. But it's going to make him feel welcome. Uh, 39, it was pretty simple. Uh, number nine was taken 
And number nine was the number I used to play in Pardubice in the Czech Republic. He told me that he, played, he wore number nine in Europe. In my mind, I said to him, Dom, I think you're going to be three times better than you've ever been in your life, so why don't we give you 39? So I do 39. But I, so Rip Simonic was behind number it. Nine in the number. I played, I think, 20, 25 games. I wasn't uh, starting goalie. Anyway, let me. I never thought about it that I could become such a big star. I was. <laughs> Because of his irregular style of goaltending, uh, eggs, his arms, his head. First of all, he was so unconventional that everybody watched him. You know, whether you're successful or not, you got to watch him. Yes, it won't win. You don't do that. The other goaltenders don't do that. So why is he doing it? Like he would practice and he would come in the locker room and say, "Rip, nobody will score on me today. Nobody." And those games, he got shutouts. Nobody scored on him. Everybody realized that after a while that this guy is not just unconventional. He's not goofy. He's good. Dominic had a routine. He didn't want to be bothered with his routine. Came in. Did his stretching, he had his cup of coffee, he had to have eight packs of sugar. Dominic would do little things that he to get the team motivated other than stop the puck. He'd have a guy's picture and cross it off in the locker room, stuff like that. Like, this guy's not even gonna get a point tonight. I mean, that's that's how intense he was. He worked hard. And he reaped the benefits of working hard. My goal was to be starting goalie and play for the great team and win with the team. And the individual trophies, uh, it came, it came sort of later. But this is, it was never something I ever thought before the season started. And the Vesda Trophy goes to Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek. In his first seven seasons with the Sabres, Hasek won five Vesna trophies to go along with five first-team All-Star nominations. He led the league in save percentage six straight years, reaching numbers never seen before. And not only was he deemed the best by his peers in winning two Lester B. Pearson awards, he also claimed the Hart Trophy as league MVP in back-to-back -back seasons, which remains unequaled by any netminder in NHL history. Yet, in his best statistical season, he was unable to claim hockey's most coveted prize. Oh. <laughs> he was so close. Unfortunately, Brad Hall, he scored that uh, overtime uh, goal. Uh, it was sad. Do we have to show the video? Great years in Buffalo, unfortunately, uh, never, never, all the way, never, 
never got a chance to win the cup here in Buffalo, even we were so close. In the Czech Republic, 90%, 99% people, they are still so proud that we won the gold medal in the Olympics in 1998. Two, three thousand people at the airport expecting me and Richard Schmidt. Then I came back to Amherst, and there were people around our house, and there were uh, checked flags on the on the on the garage and the houses. It was the welcome for me and Richard Schmidt. We would never ever expect. This is something it, it stays in your mind, and this is something unforgettable. All of a sudden, I felt like I'm the Buffaloes means so much for me. And when mutual feelings run that deep, it's only a matter of time before one gets the call. On March 29, 2014, Dominic Hasek became the 42nd member of the Buffalo Sabres Hall of Fame. I always say, when you play hockey, right. you don't think these things. You play hockey because you love the game, you love your team, try to do anything to win and enjoy <laughs> going back to the locker room with your teammates, teammates and talk about great games. Now, for a competitor like him to retire and have all these accolades put on him, it's not that easy for him. Everybody thinks it's great, it's an honor, it is great and it is an honor, but for an athlete I hate the way he's holding the sword. shut it down, yeah. Hold on by the life is different. Nothing is better than to be the hockey player and uh, and if you're very well paid and do the job which you love, you know, and to be around the people who are very proud, very proud to be the saber, not only be part of the organization, but be part of the community. I will never forget it. It stays in my heart. And this is something I'm I am very proud of that I spent this year in this city for this organization in this community. Nobody, nobody really does it like best effort on this, but we really um, did. I, I yeah. think we'll have to regroup, maybe you know, look yeah. for the video on uh, maybe with a little bit more energy. We'll think of some more resources, and we'll yeah. we'll come back. Maybe we can feature it on a uh, yeah, later another one. show. Uh, I just love that goal so much. Mm -hmm. it, it it really is something different, something else. Um, actually, hold on, hold on. I think I can pull it up. I think I, I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. A last ditch it's, effort. This is this literally a last ditch effort. It was but, in 1998. No, I have this it right here. If we went through all of that, oh here no, we go. Don't so get me far. wrong. I, I enjoyed watching that, but if we went through all of that just for you to be like, oh, I forgot I have it on my desktop, <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. Why you got this? We got to watch so wow, we got for an hour and a half. Okay, we're gonna end yeah. it on. <laughs> We're gonna end it on this. Hold on. All, All right. right. So we're gonna share a screen one more time because I think I think I can make this happen. All right. Tabs. Yes, I think I can make this happen. <laughs> Trying to get them apart and they want to go. Here they go. Shield firing punches at Kurt Snow. 
We went through all of that for you to have it on your desktop in a video <laughs> that you had made yourself, ride. literally. Oh, but wow. you know, we enjoyed the ride. We enjoyed yeah. the ride. If, if you know what, RJ gave us fifty-one years. The least we can do is give him an hour and thirty-seven minutes. That's <laughs> I know, the least right? we can do in return the favor. I definitely never thought this. I'll head. hang up and listen with last an hour and a half. But I we don't did not hang it. up and we did not listen. We, did, we, we stayed we did on there up. and we, talked. We never, way too long. we never, we never hung up. We never we We're still on hey, the air right now. Vinny, buddy, thanks for joining me. They're going to look at this tomorrow on the count. Like, they were on for an hour and a half last night. <laughs> I am so appreciative, bud. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. Um, I apologize for me. I, I got to work in the morning, too, so I'm going to be right there with you. All right. Sounds good. Like but, I said, uh, it's, it's worth it for RJ. It's worth, if it's worth it for anybody, it's worth it for him. 100%. This has been I'll Hang Up and Listen. Uh, final one of the Sabres season. RJ's final call. Um, Sabres win in overtime, uh, 3-2 against Chicago. Very emotional night. Any final thoughts, Vinny? Well, I, again, I think it's good that we went on a win. We went out in overtime, which is one of RJ's, just those repeated calls that you see over and over again that he made yep. his own. There is nobody that embodies this franchise, this fan base, and this team better than Rick Jenneret does. He's the reason I am the way that I am. He's the reason I want to do what I want to do. And there's, he's the reason that a lot of young hockey fans want to do what they want to do. And nobody will ever be him, but nobody will ever be like him, but everybody will always appreciate him. And we certainly will miss him in the booth, but we're glad we had that opportunity, that time, that long time with him that we did have. hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more of it. And, uh, um, it's uh again tough pill to swallow with this being the final time we hear RJ on the call in the booth behind the microphone. But um like we'll have nights like tonight where we can savor the memories of that were RJ. Um, you know, goal calls that we listen to and watch while here on uh, on I'll, yeah, while here on I'll hang up and listen. And um, you know. Thank God for YouTube because anytime we miss it, we can just go back and find it, or maybe it's somewhere on my desktop. <laughs> but uh, guys, uh, thanks for those that are. I still can't believe there are five actual people watching this on YouTube with us. Yeah. I love you guys. Yeah, like, thank I, you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for sticking with us, and uh, I'm hang up and listen. We'll see you next time, Sabres fans, in the 2022-2023 uh, season. Let's go, Sabres. 
Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike, a show where we give you a behind the mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.